Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for Clemson Sports Talk with Lawton Swan. Just call me Swanee. Tiger Finally, Clemson Sports Talk has come back to drive time. Hello, everybody. Lawton Swan back in the saddle. Once again, it is the show that shakes the Southland. Clemson Sports Talk for you each and every afternoon as you make your way around the great state of South Carolina and beyond. Listening to us on incredible radio stations like Fox Sports Radio, 1400 The Midlands, heard around the world. On the iHeart Radio application, the website, put the dot com on it, doggone it. Clemson Sports Talk. Dot com. Clemson Tom joins us in hour number one, flip-flopping. Tom and Tommy Bowden will have Tommy Bowden on the program in hour number two. Because of travel conditions, we decided to go and sit down uh, and do the interview last night as he's making his way up to Tigertown uh, for this weekend's matchup between Clemson and UConn. Tom, big guy, what's going on, man? No, man, just, I'm, I'm ready to get to Clemson, buddy. We're like talking in the future right now. Yeah right. <laughs> yeah right. Like somebody's somebody's sitting with you right now in Clemson, go, listening to the show on the iHeartRadio. How, how are you doing this? This is magic. <laughs> it's wizard. It is wizardry. Clemson Tom here on a Friday. All right, Tom. So speaking of wizardry, Brent Venables in that Clemson defense. I mean, the guy just continues to impress, and I know that Clemson faithful would have preferred to just beat the brakes off of Louisville last weekend, but. After a quick start by Malik Cunningham, Clemson figures out how to slow him down, and then ultimately a a, a game winning stop inside the four yard line uh, for this Clemson Tiger defense. Just man, that's a guy you gotta love. Yeah, yeah, I, I loved his interview afterwards. You know, we don't flinch, all that kind of stuff. But just the watches, you know, we even talked about it last week. You know, you wanted to see a little bit of fight in the team, and we saw it. And we, we know he could do it, but, I mean, good Lord, to come back like that, to not have any quit in them, uh, you got to tip your hat to him. I mean, we, this has been an up-and-down season, but we could have easily just folded. And, you know, we came back swinging. You know, it was kind of like uh, like Rocky too, man. We just we just weren't going to go down. No matter what happened, we were just we were going to find a way to win, and I loved it, you know. You know, it wasn't the prettiest, but I, I love the way we fought back and didn't quit. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the heart of this team and the desire to win games has been on display this entire season, and I, I think it really did sort of uh, come to a head this past Saturday. One thing, too, though, the offense felt a little bit better, and with Wake Forest next weekend, uh, that could be a, a, a key game for sure in the Atlantic Coast Conference race. I know Clemson is still on the outside looking in, but you don't get in without winning that game. Uh, all that being said, did you feel like you saw a step in the right direction offensively as well? 
Yes, um, 100%. We were even laughing about it. Um, as soon as DJ went down with the knee injury and he put the uh, the brace on, and uh, someone was talking like, man, I hope that brace doesn't hurt brace and went on to have a pretty good career was Deshaun Watson. And, uh, you know, it kind of made you laugh a little bit, you know, like, all right, maybe there's <laughs> a little bit of hope. Yeah, maybe, you know, some kind of a, uh, a good luck gimmick, per se. And uh, he went out there. He still looks a little rusty, you know, which is okay as long as we get the win. You know, we got, you know, a few games left, the entire offseason, you know, to develop and everything else. But at this point, I think you, you just need to find um, the little wins to kind of to get you through. You know, the season is what it is. We got a must win uh, next week against Wake Forest and, you know, even a bigger must win when we got to travel, you know, two hours east to <laughs> to your town and play the Gamecocks. But, you know, at this point, I think you just got to find the little things to, to pick up a good win on and to look forward to next season. Clemson Tom with us here on Clemson Sports Talk. And, Tom, you mentioned the South Carolina Gamecocks. Uh, you're down there in the state of Florida. Uh, how well received was the throttling that the Gators took at the hands of Shane Beamer in South Carolina? Oh, my gosh. They were ready to fire everybody in Florida. Uh, to lose to South Carolina the way they did was just embarrassing. Um, you know, Florida got rid of their defensive coordinator. They're ready to fire the head coach. But um, just to, to lose the way they did, you know, and you're, you're not supposed to lose to South Carolina this year. But to lose the way they did, just they gave up, Swanee. I mean, I, I, I get up, you know, I, I grab a beer, come back down to the couch, they're down four touchdowns. I was like, what happened? I've been gone 30 seconds. Uh, no one's covering anybody on the defense. Uh, the Gator fans are fed up. And uh, um, good job for Shane. I, I loved his halftime comment. He was like, "These, these interviews get easier when you're when you're winning." <laughs> so I'm a fan of Shane's as of now. You know, talk to me you know, the, the week of the game or if they beat us right afterwards. But no, nah, it was it's not well received for Florida losing South Carolina. Follow Clemson Tom on Twitter at Clemson Tom. So I was asked, "Yay, which coach, Shane Beamer or Dabo Sweeney, had done the better job this season?" Ooh. And and I said Shane Beamer. And and here's the thing. Like, yes, in school, if you make an A and I make an A, it's equal. If you make a B and I make a B, it's equal. But mm-hmm. we're really two different students, right? And if mm-hmm. your whole career you've been a straight-A student, yep. and, and I've been a guy that's barely passed, you know, D stands for diploma, then a B, <laughs> is, is, B is different, right? So a B for that's you right. is a letdown. A B for me is excitement. I, I think it's okay yeah. to admit that South Carolina and Shane Beamer have had or have outperformed expectations, and Clemson has underperformed. Thus, say that Shane Beamer and South Carolina have actually had a better grade. Yeah, but at the same time, look at the, look at the expectations. I mean, all you had to do is win five games. Our expectations were a national championship. No, I see what you're saying, but you're talking about the student. Your expectations are go to a junior college. The others' are expectations are go to Harvard. You know, and you both end up going to Clemson. You know, it's, it's one's a letdown because you're supposed to go to an Ivy League school. The other's excited because they're finally getting a quality education. <laughs> so, I do you think do you think Shane Beamer in South Carolina have had a better season? Like, if you were grading the coaching staffs, who would you give the better grade to? Oh man, I don't know. It's it's tough because you could. I can't answer that because part of me is like. Well, they they're having a better year because they feel they feel hotter right now too. Beating up Florida, you know the way they're playing. They, I mean, they're on like the ninth quarterback or something like that. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out a quarterback situation. 
So I don't know. I mean, from a coaching standpoint, I think we were doing the best with, with what we got. And from their standpoint, they're just trying to do anything. So two different – that's tough, man, because the playing field is two different. You, know, you got one team that national aspirations. You got another team that just wants to be bowl eligible. So I, I don't know. I think they, I think they both – we definitely are having a down year. They're definitely having a, uh, a better year than what they thought. So I'll leave it at that. Again, follow him on Twitter at Clemson Tom. So, Tom, I, I, I stirred the pot a little bit, and I didn't, I didn't mean to. And my exact quote was not what was in the tweet. It was not my, my exact quote was not what was in the tweet. But I, I did say I made the argument to South Carolina fans here that Shane Beamer having a good year this year is not great for South Carolina because Justin Fuente is on the hot seat at Virginia Tech. And yep. I, I, I think it will be hard for Virginia Tech not to offer their job to Shane Beamer, and I think it'll be hard for Shane Beamer to turn it down. Do you agree if the Virginia Tech, now that Shane Beamer has coaching experience, now that Shane Beamer has proven that he can out the expectations, that the folks in Blacksburg might be a little bit more willing to say, hey, you know what, Shane, here's an offer. They might have given him one anyway if they had a job opening a year but they didn't. They but now, yeah. maybe they do, and he's a more polished product. No, nah, he stays. He stays at South Carolina. He's not going to go. No, he's he, he's a gamecock. He's a former Virginia Tech football player. His father's the legendary head coach, and you say to me, <laughs> he's a gamecock. No doubt, he's not yeah, leaving. He's, he is going to be a gamecock. He's not going to Virginia Tech. I don't see it happening at all. Now, now, Tom, is Corey Miller standing over your right shoulder right now, threatening you in any way? Is that he's big? He's very large human being. I mean, is this a message? Or is this a cry for help? Do you need help, Tom? Uh, I'm blinking twice. (laughs) Corey, if you're here, that's a lovely brother. (laughs) No, man, I think he stays. I I really do. Um, I I just think he he's very passionate where he is. Um, And yeah, it'd be tough to say no, you know, when Mama comes calling. But there's just something about what he's what he's done. I mean. It would be Lane Kiffin-esque for him Ooh. to leave because he reminds me of like a young Lane Kiffin at Tennessee, the way he rallied the fan base, the way he's rallying the players, where he's trying right. to build a, a culture. So why wouldn't so, Virginia Tech want that? I, they probably do, but I mean, but you got to remember Lane left C for Southern Cal, which was a better job. Is Virginia Tech a better job? In South- yeah, it is a better job in South Carolina. Man, I don't know. Uh-huh. I think he stays. I think he stays. It, you just said, though, it's a better job, right? It's an easier <laughs> it path through the it coastal is. division of the ACC. Mm-hmm. Your, your royalty there, your legacy. Man, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, look, I think it's easy to, to – Well, you know, the, the defense from South Carolina fans is, well, Shane Beamer said that this is his dream job. What do you want a coach to say when they get their first head coaching job? Well, well I'm glad I got this job, but was, I got to be honest. Coaching staff. My dream job's at Texas. Like nobody's going to say yeah, what that. What do you expect him to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what do you expect him to say? Clemson. I don't know, man. I think it'd be tough. I think it'd be tough. Oh, can you imagine if he left them? Because you know how how oh. bad they fried on the ACC because they just think they're so much holier than everybody else. Meanwhile, no one even takes them serious. I mean, it would, it would be hilarious, man. Well, you said it. The thing that South Carolina fans don't want to admit about Virginia Tech, and and look, I'm on in the Midlands. I have to massage my Gamecock faithful the the right way to make them understand this. It's a better gig. 
I mean, it it, it, it it may not be in a better league, but it's an easier path to the playoff. It's an easier path yep. to your conference championship game. Uh, yep. They've been in the national championship game back in 1999. They've won conference yep. championships. His father created a huge legacy. And again, like if Shane Beamer's listening and texting the show, 803-450-0086, Shane, <laughs> I know he's going to say, I'm not going anywhere. Uh, but if that job and the job and in fairness, the job in Blacksburg is not available right now. But if it comes open, yeah. there is based off what he's done in one season at South Carolina, there is zero chance he doesn't get asked to take that job. Of course, I think I think a, a text message, a phone call, something would happen. I would agree. I think Mama would come calling. Clemson Tom's on Twitter at Clemson Tom. All right, Tom. So this Saturday, you know, the last time Clemson played a team sort of on the same standard as uh, UConn would be when they played SE State. And even then, the Tigers scoring 49 points didn't feel like the Tigers scoring 49. Mm -hmm. Is this Saturday finally the day that we begin to feel like, okay, Clemson, you got Wake and South Carolina looming. Thank goodness the offense is rocking and rolling. I think we try some things out. I think we get loose. We try some things out. I mean, UConn's just absolutely just atrocious. I think it gives us an opportunity get get healthy. We don't need our starters out there. We don't need Will Shipley out there taking every single snap. It'd be good to, to maybe it, – it's almost going to be a glorified practice, in my opinion. You know, no, not trash talking UConn. They're just not good this year. And we should go in there and just steamroll them. We should. And if we, we look like crap against them, I'm going to be a very upset person because the talent on the paper and the talent on the field, no one on UConn just should even be a second-string player on our on our squad. So – that's all I'm gonna say. Clemson Tom hanging out with us for a few more minutes on the show that shakes the Southland. So Tom, you don't you don't have a brother, right? No, no, I don't. If you only, did, only would he be the brother that was at UConn, or the brother, or would you be the brother at UConn? You know, because Tyson Pumachan's brother Tyler is a quarterback for <laughs> UConn. He's injured, but would you be the Clemson guy, or would you be the UConn guy if we're talking about athleticism with you and this mythical brother? I don't know, man. I mean, I would, I would hope I'm the. Clemson I like guy. to think your brother's the more athletic guy that doesn't exist personally. No, well, I, I understand. I understand where you're coming from, but I mean, we got to go off <laughs> resume. Let's go. Let's chop it up. Who was the conference champion? You know, you know who, who played, who didn't. You know, mythologically, the, the the sibling that doesn't exist never played, never put <laughs> it down. You know, so I would say me, but my talents did not get me to uh, to major D one, unfortunately. Tom, let me ask you, it's Military Appreciation Week at Clemson. They do it right, yep. purple uniforms, uh, the celebration, the 21-gun salute, uh, recognizing veterans, um, the Soldier's Cross, all of that stuff. Uh, just from the standpoint of how Clemson puts that day together, and I'm sure you've been to several in your career, I mean, what does that Absolutely. day mean to you as a Tiger fan? Oh, man, you love it, just given our history and everything else. And it's something that we can, but other schools can do, you know, to, to do the uh, the purple out, to honor the military. I mean, one of the best ones we had was when uh, <clears throat> had, uh, Daniel Rodriguez out there. And I'll never forget, they had, like, the guy that flew the plane that, that kind of saved his platoon. <laughs> I'll never forget the announcers, like, you know, these names of the guys, like, dropped bombs on the Taliban to save Daniel and his crew. <laughs> like, holy crap, man. Literally, these guys are like you drop bombs on the enemy. And then Daniel runs out there and gives a big hug. It's something that we can do that no one else can do, really. You know, besides, you know, obviously the the military academies. But 
Texas other, A&M, you know, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's yeah, a handful, yeah. but not many. Yeah, you know, like, you know, Wake Forest isn't doing something like this. You know, neither is UNC. So it's, it's something that we can kind of hold as our own. Speaking of Wake Forest, they take on the NC State Wolfpack Saturday night. There's several different scenarios that could play out. Yeah, who do we Which get a pull team? for in that one? What's that? Who do we pull for in this one? I we think you have to pull for Wake. And you got to hope Boston College beats Wake. Yeah. And it's just there's so much, there's so much hands in for butts, you know, roll, roll the dice. It's, it's tough to say. Yeah, if, if Wake Forest wins, Clemson beats Wake, then you have to hope that NC State loses to either North Carolina or Syracuse. Oh. Both could happen. Both could happen. Both now, could happen. Are, are you buying tickets to the ACC championship game? I mean, is it that both could happen? Both could happen, or is it? No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not going to see something. Now. I'm good. <laughs> now I'm going to let the season just play out. I'm going to, you know, you know, reserve the bank account for a year. You know, we've had we've been blessed enough to have some expensive trips over the past few years. So I'm, I'm going to sit this year out. I'm good. I'm going to rejuvenate the, uh, the savings account. Clemson Tom's on Twitter at Clemson Tom. All right, Tom, final couple of things for you. So, Saturday, we mentioned South Carolina. They play for bowl eligibility against Missouri. Their final games after that are against Auburn and Clemson. So, the Gamecocks will play the Tigers, the Tigers, and then, of course, the Tigers uh, to wrap up yep. their season. Do they beat Missouri this weekend? And does the Shane train roll on into bowl season? Uh, the Shane Train gets the W. I'm calling it. Um, I'm not sold on Mizzou. They're they're really really bad, man. Um, I think they get bowl eligible. The Shane Train keeps it moving, and maybe the the tracks end in uh, Blacksburg for him. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> and finally, and finally, Tom, just kind of projecting out everything uh, with Clemson. I mean, do you feel good about their matchup with Wake Forest? I know we'll get a chance to talk about it next week, but. How do you feel about the Tigers in that game? I got to see this week, man. Um, we got to, man. We got to come after next week. I mean, who would have thought two years ago we'd be sitting here having a conversation going, "We need to beat Wake Forest to, to maybe play for an ACC championship game." I mean, <laughs> this game is now circled on the schedule for a must-win well, to maybe play in the ACC championship game. Well, so I we found come out, out swinging, bro. Yeah, I found out. Yesterday, I think the longest home winning streak in the history of college football is 58 games. Clemson is looking for their 33rd against UConn. It would be 34 if they could beat Wake Forest. Now, they have matchups looming against Notre Dame over the next couple of seasons and, and, and uh, Louis, or excuse me, LSU at one point. But if they could get through this one, because this really feels vulnerable, right? They're very young on defense, very young on yep. offense. Next year, you would think they're going to be good again. And certainly yeah. South Carolina, whatever the Gamecocks do, they got to play in Death Valley next year and, and be a hurdle for the Tigers. But, I mean, that's the other thing that's on the line here that this Saturday and, of course, next Saturday, especially against Wake Forest, is the nation's longest home winning streak currently. Whew. Uh, it's gonna be tough. <laughs> I don't really know what to say. <laughs> I hope so. Tom. Yeah. Listen, buddy. Safe travels. Always appreciate you. Thanks for working us in, my man. Hey, no worries, man. Go Tigers. So there he is, Clemson Tom here on a Friday afternoon again. Coming up at hour number two. 
Tommy Bowden joins the program. Plus, we'll hear from Dabo Sweeney. You know, yesterday, I realized just after the show went off the air, last Friday, by the way, I didn't even get my prediction on the football game on the air. What a bozo. But I did recognize last night that we didn't give you any Dabo Sweeney audio from Wednesday. He talks about uh, the running back room. He talks about getting set to take on UConn. And perhaps most importantly, Military Appreciation Day, what that means to him. Stay with us. Happy Friday, everybody, the show that shakes the Southland. You know, yesterday we got so-called up Memorial Day, or excuse me, and Veterans Day and everything. We we didn't even get Dabo Sweeney audio for you. So I figured, you know what, ahead of Clemson's matchup with UConn tomorrow, uh, let's do that. Dabo Sweeney, again, was asked about DJ Uwe Unglele's knee and how that's gone. Yeah, looks good. Looks good. Very stable. It got him a, it got him a, you know, special brace or whatever. But yeah, he looks good. As for the running back situation, Coach Sweeney was asked about Kobe Pace and whether or not they'll be playing him on Saturday against UConn. No, he'll. I think I think he'll be ready. Uh, you know, I think I think he'll be ready to go. He's he, he practiced today, so he's heading in a good direction there. And I think again, kind of same on a couple other guys. We'll just kind of see where we are on game day, noon game, so a little earlier start. But uh, just Wednesday, got a couple more days, and you know we've got a couple guys that I think could, could be game day decision. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Dabo Sweeney was also asked about the importance of uh, protecting DJ Uyunglele and really uh, whoever's at quarterback for Clemson on Saturday simply because they've given up a couple of sacks over the past few games and just how important that is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we try to always avoid that, uh, but uh, definitely a point of emphasis for us, for sure. You know, we got to protect our quarterback, got to take care of the ball. That's 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 two things we got to do a great job of if we're going to have the kind of finish we want to have. Again, Dabo Sweeney on Wednesday getting set for that matchup with UConn coming up tomorrow. That is a kickoff on the ACC Network at noon. Jake Brenning School, <laughs> sorry, Jake Brenning Stool is a tight end that I know everybody's got their eyeballs on in the future. Sweeney was asked if there's any chance that he's pressing for the number two spot ahead of Sage Ennis. You know, Sage is our number two right now for sure. Uh, done a great job for us. You know, he's 
you know, Brenny is, is our, you know, he's, he's probably, you know, he's as good as anybody when it comes to the passing game. He's so much better and further along understanding of the, the schemes and the protections and where he fits in the schemes and just, and then, and then he's a very willing physical dude. He's, he's still developing that area, but he's, he's a naturally physical guy, which I love about it, but he's, uh, uh, you know, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be a guy that, you know, those three guys are, are going to be like our backs, uh, you know, next year, you know, Davis and, and Brandy and Sage. I, I don't, I think, I think we've got three really good ones and, uh, just like I think we've got three really good backs. And so I think all of them will bring something to the table uh, for sure. But he's, he's come a long way and um, taking advantage of his opportunity. Again, it is Clemson Sports Talk on a Friday afternoon. Dabos Winnie was also asked about you know, the opportunities that could present itself on Saturday, the ability to get multiple players in, play a bunch of guys, assuming Clemson uh, gets a big lead on UConn. But, Dabo Sweeney says, hey, you know what? We're not thinking about that. We're just trying to win the game. Yeah, we're, just, we're not focused on any of that. You know, we just focus on winning this game and getting out and playing well. That's all we want to do. We want to play well. You know, if, if we're down or we're up, you know, you respond to those things as you get into the game situation. But we just, we just want to play well. I mean, yeah, I mean, we hope that, you know, we play well and we get a chance to play guys. That'd be great. But uh, every game for us has come down to the last play. So, you know, we, we don't take anything for granted. One of the other things that Clemson's dealt with all year is just this rash of injuries, and certainly the the transfer portal is affecting them, losing four guys. But Coach Winnie was asked about, you know, if he can put his finger on it, whether it's the lack of guys' ability to play in high school their final year because of COVID, you know, training. I mean, what what is it exactly that's gone on that's made Clemson struggle so much this year? Just health wise across the board. No, just our turn, I guess. That's all I can say. Uh, you know, just and they really haven't all happened at once. It's been, you know, they've all kind of coming this year, but just random stuff all the way back from summer to, you know, I mean, like a couple of days before camp starts, take one, tears his peck. I mean, you know, unbelievable, just random stuff. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just, I've never, I've never been a part of a year like this. And, um, you know, and then, and then you obviously have had some guys go in the portal. So, I mean, you're talking 16 guys that are out for the year. It's a lot of guys and a lot of good players. Um, and so, you know, it is what it is, but I've never been a part of it. You know, it's been ACLs, it's been feet, it's been shoulders, it's been growings, it's uh, all across the board. We've had a little bit of, a little bit of everything, but just kind of, one of those years, you do this long enough, you're going to have, have, have a year like this. Sweeney was also asked about the punt return game. Of course, last weekend, Will Brown fumbled a punt that ended up giving points to Louisville, and it really wasn't Brown's fault. The guy was blocked into him, but he still got to make that play. Sweeney was asked about Will Shipley and whether or not Shipley might get an opportunity back there at some point. Yeah, we've worked Ship. He's not as natural. Uh, I mean, certainly he's a natural runner. There's a lot of guys that are natural runners, but you know, handling the ball, that's a different everybody, – everybody thinks that's an easy thing to do, but that's not an easy thing to do. Uh, and the decision-making and, and all those type of things. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll start it off for us, and, you know, we'll get, we'll get some other guys in there and give them some opportunity, hopefully. Uh, but he's, uh, he's done it. Obviously, it was a bad one, you know, and he still should have caught it, but, he, you know, he got hit. 
And uh, he's still a first-year guy, you know, doing that, but he's been working at it. And we got a lot of confidence in him, you know, to possess the ball, which is the number one job there. Uh, like I said, everybody thinks they can do that till they till they get back there, and it's a it's a game rep. Uh, so, you know, he's uh, he's our guy right now. But obviously, we definitely miss Will Taylor, and uh, we'll get him back. He'll be back next year, and I'm sure we'll develop uh, another guy or two between now and then. But uh, Will Brown's our guy right now. So there you go, Dabo Sweeney talking about that punt return game. We'll get to more Dabo coming up here in a minute, but I did have to I did have to chuckle a little bit, and I'm glad my mic was off, when he essentially says that uh, a lot of people think they can do it, and then they, they get back there. I, I'm watching these guys field punts. I've watched it for years, and I don't know anybody I've ever talked to that said, yeah, that looks easy. Now, maybe the players think that, and I'm sure that's what he meant, but anytime I watch a guy field a punt, like, I think about the most difficult things to do in a football game. That seems like the top of the mark. First off, you've got 11 guys roughly barreling down at you at a high rate of speed. You're not even looking at them. You're looking in the air. I mean, that seems like the scariest moment in the game, a punt return. I think that's probably one of the most difficult things to do is feel the punt, quite frankly. With a break, we'll come back and hear more from Davos Sweeney next. Back at it on a Friday afternoon again, listening to some of Dabo Sweeney's comments from Wednesday. Didn't get a chance to get those for you yesterday. And I know if you were listening to the show live yesterday, there was a little hitch in the giddy up. We had a, an error and I ended up, I'm like, man, I don't know what to do. So I just backlogged in an old, <laughs> an old segment and re-racked it as quickly as possible. All that being said, Dabo Sweeney on Wednesday talking about your Clemson Tigers as they get prepared to take on UConn. And, of course, off of the heels of Veterans Day, this is military appreciation. And I, I said yesterday that that's such an incredible moment, such an important part of Clemson University. And here's Dabo Swinney giving some insight into why this event is so important to him as the head coach in Tigertown. Uh, well, I mean, I just – I take a lot of pride in the traditions here at Clemson, first of all. And, you know, we play in Memorial Stadium and we have this unbelievable scroll of honor. And, you know, the, the military heritage of this university is something that everybody takes a lot of pride in. It really means a lot. It runs really deep. Um, and, you know, we have lots of families uh, that are lots of players on this team who have family. Uh, you know, scattered all throughout the military. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things that I have really embraced since I, since I came to Clemson. And I think part of it is, you know, learning about the history of Clemson uh, and then just seeing the, uh, I mean, all these years of seeing military appreciation here, it's special. It really is. And it's so embraced. And I've met so many unbelievable um, uh, and amazing people, military people, through my 19 years here. So I just really, uh, you know, think it's a, a great day. It's just amazing uh, the sacrifice, you know, that, that people in the military have to make, uh, you know, to serve others. I mean, it's just, when you really think about that, it's, it, it, it gives you uh, a perspective that I think we all should have an appreciation uh, of the opportunities and privileges that we get to be a part of college football. Um, so, you know, I'm just thankful and grateful. And, uh, you know, we had, a, we had a, I think he's our oldest former player 
uh, guy named Hubert. Uh, we had him speak to the team last week, and he's 96 years old, and uh, he was a surgeon in uh, Easley, I think, till he was 86. But I think he was on the team in like 1943 and 1944. And obviously, you know, you had the war and all that stuff going on. But you just—it's just the sacrifice of our military is. I don't think most of us can really appreciate that enough. Uh, so I just think it's a great day uh, and, it, and it just brings together our heritage here uh, and all the current uh, military uh, that we have. And, and I think our players uh, appreciate it. And the purple is, is uh, I think, a great, uh, you know, way for us to really, uh, you know, honor those that, that have served, uh, continue to serve, lost their lives, you know, uh, all across the board there. Sweeney was also asked about his former high school basketball coach who also coached him in football a little bit, but uh, was asked about this coach who's coming into town. He's a former Vietnam veteran, and he was asked if he might let his old coach talk to the team. <laughs> I don't know uh, if he will or not. He, he'll be here Friday, uh, but, yeah, he's, uh, he's a good one, man. Uh, Paul Kellogg is his name, and uh, had a lot of great battles with him as my basketball coach, and he was also a football coach too. But but he was the he was the, the head basketball coach for years and years and years all through Birmingham, Alabama, and all around. But um, really, really, he lost his wife this year. They were married fifty plus years, and, and uh, just wanted to wanted to bring him up here and you know honor him. And, uh, he was one of those people that believed in me and and you know, just uh, help create the toughness that I have, help create the belief that I have and and, uh, and the confidence. So uh, really thankful for all my coaches and uh, thankful that some of my high school coaches are still alive. Glad he'll be able to come up here uh, Friday. Dabo Sweeney, again, was also asked about a couple of his young offensive linemen, Ryan Linthicum and Tristan Lee, and what they need to do if they get a chance to play. Block the right guy. Uh, go the right direction, uh, be the biggest thing, and you know, just get their job done. Uh, be the main, that'd be the main thing. Go compete. And finally, from Clemson on Wednesday, Sweeney was asked about the running backs and whether or not those guys had done a better job. Again, it's been slim pickings in that room now with just really the three main guys being Kobe Pace. Will Shipley and Phil Maffa, Dabo Sweeney, and and you know with a new running backs coach in that room, C.J. Spiller. I think there were a lot of questions about early on in the season whether or not Spiller's uh, once, especially Lynn J. Dixon left, whether or not Spiller was having trouble connecting with these guys. Then Mikey Dukes leaves, and people are like, "Man, he's never coached. What's going on there?" And Sweeney was asked, you know, if he feels like these guys have improved so far this season. Yep, definitely, definitely. We've made a lot of progress there. CJ's done a great job with that group. Uh, he really has. I mean, he's we got we got we got to go we got to go recruit. You know, we don't have many, uh, but those three we got are they can play for anybody, uh, anybody in the country, and uh, just going to get better and better. And they've improved all season long in all areas. Again, two true freshmen and a true sophomore uh, who didn't get to play a lot last year. So, you know, they're all making a lot of improvement. It's a great group. It's very competitive. And uh, you know they all have uh, a unique skill set. They're 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 
they've made a lot of progress. There you go, Dabo Sweeney, again, talking about this Saturday's matchup with UConn and your Clemson Tigers at running back. 803-450-0086. Don't forget, coming up an hour, coming up an hour number two, we'll have Tommy Bowden on the program. Can't wait to catch up with Coach. We flip-flopped him and Clemson Tom for two weeks. Again, we actually recorded the interview with Clemson Tom. Get this, last night because he was traveling today. So I uh, had to put the uh, put that in the mixer, if you will. Again, put the .com on it, doggone it, ClemsonSportsTalk.com. Go check that out today. We'd love to have you come in in an exclusive interview with Monroe Freeling up right now over on our website for our premium subscribers. Take a minute and join us, if you will. Stay with us. It is the show that shakes the Southland Clemson Sports Talk Lawton Swan with you on a Friday afternoon. Appreciate Clemson Tom joining us as he got set to make his way up to Tiger Town. Coming up in hour two, Tommy Bowden will be a part of the program. Always uh, love catching up with Coach Bowden, uh, the wealth of insight into uh, just so many things that you can't get uh, every day from anybody. I mean, the man's been the head coach at Clemson University, and uh, he knows what it's like to run that program. So uh, we'll talk to Coach Bowden here shortly. 803-450-0086. Again, still seeing so many people talking about this interview. I had several text messages today uh, from people about my interview on ESPN Upstate with Mark Ryan. And again, I, I think a lot of it came down to the quote and uh, – not as much and 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 not as much the actual content <laughs> like the substance max says always a good sign with Clemson people trying to get your coach out of Columbia well mac if you were listening to the show which i know you're not cuz you said trust me buddy i'm not listening to your show mac if you were listening or if you actually listened to the audio or if you even paid attention to this show, you would know that probably of all the shows in and around the area or the state of South Carolina, I might be the guy that was most out in front on the Shane Beamer hire. I thought it was a great hire for South Carolina. But since you're not listening, Mac, I guess it doesn't matter. But let me assure you, Mac, that my stance on Shane Beamer has been the same before, during, and after his hire that I thought he would have an opportunity to be the head coach at Virginia Tech. And and my my principle and my stance on that has not changed just because he arrived at South Carolina. And just because he says this is his dream job, to me, does not indicate in any way, shape, or form that he's going to stay in South Carolina. And further, he has outperformed, I think, the expectations this year for me I thought it would be a four-win, five-win team tops. And yes, they could still finish as a five-win team. I get it. But to have three games remaining and be at five wins, to me, I mean, that's a positive step. And the way they beat Florida this past Saturday, positive step. But none of that, none of the success that he is having impedes my belief that if the job were to come open at, at Virginia Tech, one, he would be contacted, and two, I can't really give you a reason he wouldn't take it. And that's the problem if you're a South Carolina fan. 
Like the only reason you can give me that he wouldn't take it is we're in the SEC. That's it. You can't give me tradition. You can't give me conference championships. You can't give me any of those things. You could. I'll give you one other thing you could give me. I'll give you two things. You could tell me we're in the SEC and we were the first to give him his head coaching job. Well, you had an opening. Did you ever think that if South Carolina had not fired Will Muschamp a year ago and the Virginia Tech job came open, that maybe Virginia Tech offers him that job anyway? And if, when you hear those words, you go, yeah, you know, I kind of thought that maybe Virginia Tech, if they had an opening, if they had to fire Justin Fuente a year ago, that maybe they would have contacted him. I mean, heck, Swanee, if we were willing to contact him, certainly wouldn't Virginia Tech be willing to contact him, given his, his lineage, playing there, his father's history. I mean, all of that. Like, you could tell me, oh, he's back in South Carolina, and that's where he's born. Dude, where did he grow up? Thanks, I'll hang up and listen. Where did he play college football? Yeah, I'll hang up and listen. So, like, you can come at me all day about how, oh, Swanee, you, you're just so out of touch. Blah, 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 blah. Dollars to donuts, that man coaches at Virginia Tech at some point in your life. I might, it might not be this year. He might not be offered the job. For that matter, Justin Fuente might not be fired. Maybe Virginia Tech just loves the direction that Justin Fuente is taking their program. But if you don't think if South Carolina had held on to Will Muschamp a year ago and Virginia Tech had had the onions to fire to fire Fuente, that, that Shane Beamer's name wouldn't have been on that list and that Shane Beamer wouldn't have landed in Virginia Tech. Let me tell you this too, by the way. If it had reversed and he had landed at Virginia Tech, and he arrived, and he said, this is my dream job. Let me tell you what he's not doing, taking the South Carolina job at any point. Oh, that's a hashtag fact. So you could say when you're sitting there behind the microphone with the Gamecock logos behind you and, 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 and 2001 playing in the background that this is my dream job until the Virginia Tech job comes open. You, are you picking up what I'm putting down? Like that job with his name and his legacy and being a former player there, there's no reason not to go to Virginia Tech. I can't give you a reason Shane Beamer wouldn't go to Virginia Tech. If you want to say, well, his dad coached there and he might not want to follow up his father's legacy, why not? I said it earlier. Businessmen do it all the time. They do it all the time. And this is not a Florida State with multiple national championships. This is a chance for Shane Beamer, if he ever wanted to or had the opportunity to go to Virginia Tech, to enhance his father's legacy, to take it to a new level, to push it even further. And again, the path of success in the Coastal Division of the ACC, if you are Virginia Tech, is much easier. Even if the ACC and the SEC were equal across the board in your eyes, you just said, man, these two leagues are absolutely equal. Virginia Tech's standing on a year-in and year-out basis in the ACC Coastal is a better spot than South Carolina's yearly standing in the SEC East. So that would mean that you are more likely to produce opportunities in conference championship games which present you with a chance to get to the college football playoff at Virginia Tech. 
You can argue with me all you want, but your passion is blinded the reality of where it is easier and more likely for a coach to be successful. And it's in the Coastal Division at Virginia Tech than it is in the SEC East at South Carolina. Hour two, Tommy Bowden joins us. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's time for Clemson Sports Talk with Lawton Swan. Just call me Swanee. Tiger style. Tiger style. is our number two. That's drive time right here on the show that shakes the Southland Clemson Sports Talk. Lawton Swan with you. Tommy Bowden joining us here. Hour number two of the show on a Friday afternoon. Coach, uh, again, welcome in. Clemson wraps up their uh, Atlantic Coast Conference late last weekend. Another close matchup. Brent Venables and that defense get a stop. Four downs from inside the five-yard line. Uh, it's just been that kind of season for this Clemson Tiger team. Yeah, usually the, the offense participates, you know, for the last <laughs> several years, but they haven't been a participant. But Brent Venables, thank goodness, uh, you know, even though they've had injuries, gosh, he's just, man, he is, whatever they're paying him, he's well worth it. But uh, no doubt the success that Clemson's had this year, and I know it's not up to par, has been because of the defense. Well, you know, the other thing, too, I feel like, you know, you talked about the offense not showing up, and you're right, it hasn't. But it did feel, that game, for whatever reason, felt a little bit more uh, in sync, maybe is the right word, or in rhythm offensively. I didn't feel the the huge lulls that we had seen from this team uh, throughout the calendar year. No, no, you're right. It, it, it definitely was better than what they've done in the past. Uh, I'm, I'm in the past this year. 
not in years past. Now, when you compare right. to years past, it, it wasn't up to standard. But uh, the first several weeks, because of injuries, quarterback, offensive line, whatever, uh, the standard that you're trying to surpass hasn't been real high. So it was an improvement. There's no doubt about it. And, and that's a positive sign because that's what you want to see is that, okay, we've had some offensive line injuries, inexperienced quarterback. We're replacing some great guys. Let's see if we can show improvement. And they and they really haven't been up until this week. But I think I noticed what you noticed, that there there was some improvement. Again, Tommy Bowden, former Clemson Tiger head coach with us here on the program. And now Clemson gets UConn. So another one of those games, much like the SC State game earlier this year, Coach, where maybe at the beginning of the season you're fine-tuning some things, you're getting some extra playing time for guys. But really, I feel like you want to continue to see that same sink and rhythm offensively simply because this team hasn't had it. And maybe that'll help kind of set the stage for them as they get ready to force next weekend. Yeah, you know, if they were to get a big lead, then I think Clinton, in the past Clemson would have gone their, their second team. But because of them trying to establish what you're talking about, a little bit level high, higher level of consistency, they would leave those guys in, that first team unit, to get them gelled heading to those last big, you know, the, the big game wake force. They, they've got to make sure their offense is, is really in sync. So uh, you might see them stay on the field a little bit longer if they do get a lead now. You know, uh, Jim Moore being an assistant there and, and, and assuming the, uh, the the role and of, of head coach and uh, well, yeah, yeah, he'll assume the role as head coach. I think, and he's been an assistant, so you know he's kind of known for defensive uh, football. So you know, you're hoping the game's not close, but I do think they would keep their guys in there longer to to establish some consistency uh, that they haven't seen all year offensively. Yeah, that's going to be a, an interesting dynamic for him because I, I do think he's going to be a part of it, but I don't think he's going to be uh, the head coach. And they've had weeks. I mean, they've had like, I think, three weeks to get ready for Clemson. And so, you know, with, with that kind of on the table, I, I know they're a team that not a lot of people uh, have bought into. Some considered at one point during this year, maybe that was the worst team in all of college football. But I, I, <laughs> You know, I think that you try to you try to pass that buck to Dabo Sweeney right now, and he's giving you the old spiel. Hey, every game's the biggest game, and if we lose that one, Sweeney said they'll fire me. <laughs> they wouldn't do that, but uh, there would be some, I'm sure, personnel changes. They 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 won't lose Connecticut, but I I think the biggest thing that you mentioned earlier in the show, they would they really need to develop some consistency on offense. Uh, heading into these last few games of the season, especially Wake Forest. And then what they did last week showed some signs of life. So they need to continue that on, I think, for some some really some, a confidence builder for those offensive players and, and the coaches. Now, somehow, incredibly at this point, Coach Clemson's still in the hunt for the ACC championship game. There's several scenarios that could play out. It feels to me with North Carolina State and Wake Forest facing off this Saturday for Clemson, the easiest path would be for Wake Forest to knock off NC State and then have Clemson beat Wake and Boston College also knock off Wake. And then I think NC State would still have to lose to either Syracuse or North Carolina. Uh, but to me, that's the easiest path for Clemson at this point. But this Wake Forest team, you know, I, I think a lot of people probably undervalue the job that. Coach Dave Doran's done there, and again, last weekend they were defeated by North Carolina, but that was a non-conference game. Uh, just the the job that Coach Doran's done, you kind of being able to sit there and watch it from afar, but 
I mean, that's not a program where it's easy to win and be successful, but he's certainly done it here in 2021. And you're talking about Dave Dorn, right? Or Dave yes, Clark? Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, he sorry. Did I say? Yeah, did I say Dorn? I meant Clawson. Yeah, I got the two. Yeah, <laughs> you got yeah. the two coaches there. Yes, Clawson. Sorry. Clawson has one of the hardest jobs in the country. You know, the 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 schools that have a little bit higher academic standard, your recruiting base in, in pool is so much smaller than than other schools makes it difficult. It's it's a really really small campus, uh, a small enrollment. It's a uh, uh, you don't want to say you don't want to say basketball school, but that state, whether you're at North Carolina, North Carolina State, Wake Forest, Duke, or whatever, basketball is such a high priority. They forget about football so easy, and that makes it more difficult from a recruiting standpoint uh, when you're recruiting schools where football is given a little more emphasis. So uh, the job he's done is phenomenal. I've, I've watched him, and what they do offensively, they're on the cutting edge with that long ride, and they seat that ball. To the, to the running back so deep in the back, they'll ride it way up in the line of scrimmage, presents so much problems for you defensively. Uh, that they've, uh, they've just done a great job of that and de- developing players. And then, of course, they've got that matchup with NC State coming up on Saturday. And then there's the Dave Doran. I did, you know, it's one of those, and, and you do yeah. on TV, you know how that is, right? Like, you can say it, and you don't even, I just was, I was gone with it. I didn't, I didn't even know I misspoke there. But, yeah, and then you've got Dave Doran in North Carolina State. Obviously, those guys still trying to kind of climb that mountain and eclipse Clemson. I think that's where this is a big game for either one of those two teams because it, it does feel like the winner in that scenario is probably uh, in the driver's seat in the ACC. Yeah, it, it really is. And the thing that's haunted Dave Dorn, unfortunately, NC State is, is a signature win, and they thought mm. it was this year against Clemson, but the way Clemson struggled, it is not what a signature win. So I don't know. You might can correct me. Does he have a signature win while he's been there? I mean, at this point, I think just the the one over Clemson at you know this season would really be it. I, I know they've they've had some fortunes along the way, but the past few years have kind of been down years for them. And when you got that leg up on the Tigers and to not yet relinquish it, I think that has to still be the signature win for them. <laughs> yeah, and it, and, uh, and that's the one thing he you know, he's done a great job. They're playing really good defense. They, they've had some really good. Uh, quarterback play at times, really good uh, high-profile offenses. But, uh, you know, key wins at the important time, that's what he has not gotten yet. And if he could do that this year with a uh, – well, this week with a win over Wake Forest, uh, you, you hate to say it, Wake Forest <laughs> might be his signature win in a game – in a year that he's defeated Clemson. It will be something to watch again uh, coming up on Saturday night, the Demon Deacons and the Wolfpack uh, up in Winston-Salem. Lots on the line in that matchup. Now, Coach, as we kind of turn our attention to the broader scope of, of college football at this point, Georgia still seems to be the, the clear-cut number one in the country. Alabama obviously still in the mix there in the top four. But who have you felt like would be you know the other couple of teams that you would say, hey, you know what, I think these guys are the deserving ones to be in that top four? You know, there's, there, there's the rest of the country after Georgia kind of reminds me of that coastal division in the ACC where it's chaotic every year. Any team has a chance. And after Georgia, you know, the, the Oklahoma's undefeated, but they haven't looked real good. Michigan's making a push. Michigan State can still make a push. And uh, 
Ohio State, uh, Oregon, and uh, myself, I would move Cincinnati behind all of those teams. I think I, I think as I looked at my my, my ranking the other day, about eight. But I I would go with the, you know, the, all the ones under. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Georgia, but their separation and any of those teams, but Georgia by far is, is, is the Clemson, Alabama of the last three or four years where somebody else is going to have to unseat those two. Those two, what I mean by Clemson and Alabama, are playing so much better than everybody else. Their team stronger, depth, quarterback play, all those things, uh, coaching stability, uh, are head and heels above everybody else. This year, it's Georgia. Then you can throw the rest of them, I think, in there. Alabama has not looked as good in the past. Uh, Ohio State is coming on strong. So I think you can throw the rest of them in there uh, uh, as far as who's going who's gonna to challenge Georgia. It's amazing to me, I really feel like sitting here, that Oklahoma at 9-0, and and again, they haven't played great, right? But they're, they're still a, a undefeated Power 5 team. And they were one of the teams all offseason. This is the other thing. I, I'll at least give the committee this, right? In the offseason, the conversation was typically Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, and Oklahoma. Like most people, that's where they went. Right. Oklahoma, right. not playing great, not playing as good as people expect, still sitting there at number eight behind a one-loss Michigan State and a, and a one-loss Michigan team and a one-loss Ohio State team and a one-loss Oregon team. Uh, I'm not going to argue about Alabama. I won't throw them in there. But the, the point being uh, that – I, I like the committee takes a lot of heat, but I, I think this is them just giving their best assessment and evaluation of who they think Oklahoma is. And I think you at least got to commend them for that, right? Because people always complain about, well, why do we do preseason rankings? It just skews things. And here's this committee saying, hey, look, we just don't think Oklahoma's as good as these teams above them. Well, that and uh, they have, they're, they're really, neither their schedule comes is coming up. It is last few weeks. <laughs> it and is. So, That's true. Uh, the, the one thing, I, I, as as we've talked several times, you know, my feeling is strength of schedule and margin of victory would be my two biggest criteria. Oklahoma's strength of schedule and margin of victory hasn't been impressive as 
to some of the teams you just mentioned and uh, Clemson and Alabama's in the past. Uh, so, uh, and Oklahoma's margin of victory in the past has been big. So I think committee's done a good job of taking those things into consideration and putting a lot of weight on strength of schedule and margin of victory. And then how has your team looked week to week as opposed to that, the justification of the Michigan ahead of Michigan State? Well, you mentioned the fact they've got Baylor this weekend, then Iowa State, and then they final they wrap things up with uh, top ten ranked Oklahoma State. Now, you brought up the committee coach. I mean, your name obviously is a big name in, in college football. Uh, that Bowden name would be one they'd certainly want on that committee. I don't know if we've ever even talked about this. So, I mean, you and I talk so much, but have they have they ever contacted you about being on the college football playoff committee? And is that something you'd ever be interested in? You know, I would probably be interested. I know it's a lot of work, and I stay involved with other things, but uh, I have not been approached, But and there's probably a reason why, you know. But uh, No, I'd be interested <laughs> in it, but I haven't been approached. So there's, there's something I'm lacking that they're not interested in. Uh, so, or, you know, there's, there's something they're looking for. They, uh, I don't know what it is. I'd be interested in it, but uh, I'd say if they haven't called now, they probably won't. Well, I don't think it's going anywhere. Yeah, we still got. They're still, <laughs> you know. The thing too that I think about is how unique. And and I know Dan Radikovich was on that committee for a few years, but you know just how unique it would be because I I think it's easy to sit here without all the data points, without all the metrics, without everything these guys have at their hands to go. Yeah, they 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 got this, this, and that. But if you have to be in that room and in the fire, I, I think it probably gives you a different perspective on it. Oh, there, there's no doubt because there's some data that they have available that you, that, that you and I could have if we we wanted to go do it. They they just, somebody presents all that data to them when they walk in that room, and they're all looking off off the same data. And uh, but you know, as amazing that is, uh, is and don't you have another job you do? I uh, indeed I do. Yes. <laughs> okay, but okay, but my point being that you do this radio show and you've got another job. You don't have time to put as much work into the data that they have and you right. can sit there and still pick the same, the same eight that they, that they do. It's so good. I, so even though with all that data, there's a lot of common sense into it. And, and I would say that you, you, you're probably going to pick the same top 25 or top 12 or top 10 or top four as the committee. And you haven't put nearly the time, effort, energy, or have the data available that they do. So uh, there's a little bit of common sense aspect to it also. Again, former Clemson Tiger head coach Tommy Bowden with us here on the program. Selfishly, coach, I wouldn't want you on it because I don't think you could do this interview. And then, selfishly, I, I would want you on it because then after you're off the committee after a few years, you come in and tell us all the insights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, 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 I, I don't know really who's on the committee, but uh, I, I think they've done a very good job. Every year they've had it, I've been pretty much in agreement with with how they have ranked these teams, especially the fourth end of the year. So I think they do a good job, whoever whoever's on it. Yeah, Mitch Barnhart at Kentucky, Gary Barter from Iowa, uh, Tom Berman from Wyoming, Charlie Cobb from Georgia State, Boo Corrigan from NC State, Rick George from Colorado. I mean, they got a, they got a lot of different individuals uh, on is there Condoleezza for sure. Rice still on it? Uh, I do not believe she is still on it anymore. Um, oh, Tyrone Willingham, who – who yeah. you know from his time He's at Stanford, Notre Dame, is on there. And you know who was on there? Uh, former uh, Texas A&M coach, um, but had cancer yeah, and had to quit. Um, Arcee, Arcee Slocum. Slocum. Arcee Coach Slocum. Slocum, there you go. 
That's it. Then I uh, think Jeff Bauer, Southern Miss. I think Jeff Bauer at Southern Miss might have been on it, or was on, or is on. I think. Yeah, I don't see him on there now. Uh, okay, Rock, he might not. Have, yeah, might not like have some of the people are, like you say, outside of the college football world. Like there's a guy named Rod West who is a group president for Energy Corporation. I don't, I don't even know. Um, yeah, what I that is. I wouldn't know why he would be on there, but. Uh, but they've done a good job. I think they've been really accurate uh, as far as been on right on par the last few years. Coach, final thing for you, and and we'll get you out of here. This is the time of the year where that coaching carousel starts to churn. And I know that in your career, you've been not only a head coach, but an assistant coach. I mean, if you're Tony Elliott and you've heard all the criticisms this year, and I, I want you to think of this from the, a coach's <laughs> standpoint. You've heard all this criticism about how you've lost it. You know, you're not the same as you once were. Whatever, blah 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 blah. I mean, does is that more? Does that add more um, fuel to the fire of you know what? I'm going to go do my own thing. I'm going to go be the head coach at SMU or some other job that's opened up. Or you know, do does, does that have no play in the mind's eye of these coaches when they hear that kind of stuff? Yeah, he's human like anybody else. Not only that, his wife. And I, I'm, I'm assuming he's got children. I know he's married. Yeah, two sons. Uh, yep. But and I would. I would do you know how old they are? Would they be twelve, thirteen? Uh, seven and five, maybe. Different. Eight and six. Okay, well, they're not. They're pretty young. They're not old enough to be aware of, of so much. His wife is, and and Tony's got a lot of pride. And I, I would say that uh, this season has maybe encouraged him a little more to look more extensively than what he has in the past. Some some good jobs. I thought he just. He just turned down right off the bat. Uh, now, I've seen a paper, I don't know if it's true, where he has interviewed at, at TCU. I don't know if that's accurate or not. But uh, uh, but I would I would think he would be more ex, uh, susceptible this year to leave than, than years in the past. There you go. A man that's done it before, he's been an assistant and a head coach, Tommy Bowden, giving you some insight into uh, what coaches think about during uh, the season. Coach, always appreciate you. Y'all have a wonderful weekend. And uh, next weekend, hopefully, we're talking about an opportunity for Clemson to knock off Wake Forest and maybe keep their ACC championship game hopes alive. We'll know more about next week. We'll talk to you then. Again, former Clemson Tiger head coach Tommy Bowden. He was just in Tigertown a few weeks ago. Uh, as his father's legacy uh, and life was honored there, uh, the former Florida State and legendary two-time national championship winning head coach Bobby Bowden was honored in, in Clemson. 803-450-0086, text line, phone line, be a part of the show that shakes the Southland anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Always appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Don't forget, don't forget about the website. Put the dot .com on it, doggone it. Head over there right now. Our interview with Monroe Freeling up on the front page. You'll want to check that out. Uh, by the way, realize this while, while I was talking to Tommy Bowden. Monroe Freeling, his high school, Oceanside Collegiate Academy, also the high school of Wake Forest quarterback for at least a year, Sam Hartman. We hit a quick break. Stay with us. Always great to catch up with Tommy Bowden here. On a Friday afternoon, 803-450-0086, 803-450-0086, text line, phone line, again, be a part of the program. Last night in the Atlantic Coast Conference, you know, we kind of talked with Coach Bowden a few minutes ago about the matchup, the potential matchup. Well, I guess, I guess it, is it technically still a potential matchup if it's taking place uh, tomorrow, that matchup between NC State and 
Wake Forest. But last night in the Coastal Division of the ACC, Pittsburgh and North Carolina uh, had a tight one. North Carolina was trailing early. Uh, They end up coming back, storming back. That game goes to overtime, and Pittsburgh survives. So, again, the Pitt Panthers uh, in the the ACC Coastal taking another step towards the ACC Championship game. And that matchup, I'll tell you, I was – I was – I was surprised. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. To see, first off, that Pitt was up pretty big in that ball game. I think when I turned it on, the score was like 23-3. to 3. Something I I'm trying to remember the exact score at the moment I put it on. Yeah, twenty three to seven. I guess I called it about halftime. Uh, and then North Carolina comes back and ends up tying the game, scoring sixteen unanswered points in the second half. As a matter of fact, I I, I tuned in at some point well after halftime, and they end up scoring three times in the final twenty minutes to tie the ball game at 23 only to go to overtime and lose 30 to 23. So again, North Carolina storms back and it was a mistake by Kenny Pickett that nearly cost Pittsburgh that ball game as a late interception allowed North Carolina a chance to tie the ball game. After the game Pat Narduzzi said, listen, everyone is talking about offense, but you win championships with defense, and that was a championship-level game. Pitt, currently 8-2, and 5-1 in the ACC Coastal, is in control of the Coastal Division with two games remaining. If they win, they will earn their second trip to the ACC Championship game in four years. You'll remember a couple of years back, Clemson got a hold of them and just throttled them in the ACC Championship game. Pickett's now thrown 32 touchdowns uh, this season. And he also became, I believe, I also believe he became the all-time leader in passing yardage uh, at Pitt in that ballgame as well. So uh, passing, not Dan Marino, but Alex Van Pelt for the all-time passing yards uh, at Pitt in that ballgame. So Kenny Pickett, last night, 346 yards, three touchdowns, uh, in that 30-23 to 23 overtime victory over the North Carolina 
Tar Heels. Other games in the Atlantic Coast Conference this weekend, and again, I know that for Clemson Tiger faithful, it's that final frame that you're really looking at. The, the, the matchup uh, of the evening tomorrow night as Wake Forest and NC State face off on the ACC Network at 7.30. But here's a roundup of the other games. Syracuse is at Louisville at noon on ESPN3. Miami at Florida State, that's a 3.30 start on ESPN. Uh, that's a game that you know so many people, I said earlier this week, thought would be the ACC championship game henceforth from uh, 2004 forward, yet it has been the ACC championship game zero. No times have those two teams faced off in the ACC championship. Uh, Boston College is at Georgia Tech at 3.30 on ESPN3, another streaming game. Dukes at Virginia Tech at 3.30 on the ACC Network. And number nine, Notre Dame's at Virginia at 7.30 on ABC. The question I have, and, and maybe this came down to Notre Dame and Virginia being at 7.30 and Notre Dame not being an ACC team. But the fact that NC State and Wake, a matchup of top 16 teams, is relegated to the ACC network, uh, that one, quite frankly, is beyond me. I, I, I do not understand why that would be the case, why that game wouldn't be a national game, even if it had to be earlier in the day. I mean, that's a matchup of top 16 teams to control the Atlantic division in mid-November. To me, that's a no-brainer that that game has to take place. Just a no-brainer. Also, tonight, former Clemson Tiger assistant coach Jeff Scott gets a shot at number 5 Cincinnati as the Bearcats travel down to Raymond James Stadium in Tampa to take on the USF Bulls. That's a 6 o'clock start right as we go off the air on ESPN2. Also tonight, Wyoming uh, taking on Boise State in the Battle of the Broncos. <laughs> That's a 9 o'clock start. Or I guess uh, Wyoming's the Cowboys and, the, and Boise State's the Broncos. But perhaps it is a Bronco-busting Cowboy, if you will. So he looks like he's riding a Bronco uh, on FS1. At 9 o'clock tomorrow at noon, Alabama takes on New Mexico State on the SEC Network. Number 6, Michigan's at Penn State at noon on ABC. Number 8, Oklahoma's at number 13, Baylor. That's a noon start on Fox. Mississippi State's on the road at number 17, Auburn at noon on ESPN. And then Northwestern is at Wisconsin. The 18th-ranked Badgers without now former Clemson Tiger running back Ches Malusi, uh, who's out for the remainder of the season with a knee injury. That's a 12 o'clock start on ESPN2. And, of course, Clemson taking on UConn. Uh, that matchup also at noon. So, again, part of the noon slate there, your Tigers uh, taking on UConn uh, on the ACC Network. Some other big games that you might want to place your eyeballs on, possibly 3.30 on CBS, Georgia and Tennessee. Can somebody finally not name Clemson Give Georgia a run for the money. Also, Ohio State hosts number 19, Purdue, at 3.30 on ABC. And finally, as you move into the nightcap or the evening part of the, 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 the day, you've got number 11, Texas A&M, on the road at Ole Miss, playing there in Oxford at 7 o'clock on ESPN. So that's a quick look at some of the games around the country that are coming up on Saturday that you might want to tune into. With a quick break, we'll come back with more 
on the show that shakes the Southland as Clemson gets set to take on UConn tomorrow at noon. The show that shakes the Southland on a Friday afternoon. We, we haven't talked about this situation with John Gruden. But today, John Gruden is now suing the NFL, Roger Goodell, as well, saying that they forced him out of his Las Vegas Raiders job. Gruden uh, is suing the NFL and the commissioner in the wake of his private emails being leaked amid an investigation into the Washington football team. Gruden's attorney, Adam Hosmer Henner, said in a statement that the lawsuit was filed in the 8th Judicial District Court in Clark County, Nevada. The complaint alleges that the defendant selectively leaked Gruden's private correspondence to the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times in order to harm Gruden's reputation and force him out of his job. They went on to say that there is no explanation or justification for why Gruden's emails were the only ones made public. Out of the 650,000 emails collected in the NFL's investigation of the Washington football team, or for why the emails were held for months before being released in the middle of the Raiders' season. Now, that, that, now that is a fair point. Uh, unless you just were scouring through 650,000 emails and didn't find it until then. The emails contained, of course, racist, anti-homophobic, misogynist language and spanned a seven-year period beginning in 2011 when John Gruden worked for ESPN as an analyst for Monday Night Football. The NFL spokesperson said that Gruden's allegations were meritless, entirely meritless, and that they will vigorously defend against those claims. And I got to say, I don't know how much John Gruden has to stand on, honestly. Now, look, if we want to argue the merit of whether or not there are other emails in there that are contained somewhere that have not been released that would potentially lead to the firings of other coaches or other people. That's quite possible. I cannot deny that. But if your argument is, well, my emails should not have gotten me fired, I would make the argument that, one, if those feelings are what you really have, you certainly don't deserve the opportunity to be a head coach in the NFL. And two, don't hit send. Don't send the email. I mean, if you, if you like, you're, you're putting it on the public record, essentially. You might say, yeah, but private email is private. Dude, if in, and I feel like I have to have this lesson with my own children. If you are doing it on the internet and you are emailing and you are sending it, that's the risk you take. And John Gruden's got himself in a pickle because of it. And now with this situation and his firing and these allegations, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a bad spot. And I don't know how, when you've done those things and you've said the things that he said and then you come out and try to to sue because they came out, I would think the defense is, why did you send them? Why would you send those emails? It's not as if this was 
something that happened in you know 200 years ago and now these emails come out and that's the thing i've always said like i never want to be judged by the future's expectations of what is right and wrong and i think that that is one of the places where when we talk about history in our country and tragic things that have happened in the tragic way people have been treated, in the cruelties, and the unfairness, and, and things that have taken place, I always try to recognize that I don't want to be judged by the future's thought process of what they say is now right by comparison to what people thought was right. And I can't really give you a great statement on it. I wish I could. But the best thing I can come up with is this. I shave my head. I shave my head because it is comfortable. I shave my head because it is easy. I shave my head because I don't have to worry about my hair. Now, some of you are just bald. You've lost all your hair, and that's fine. Some of you are just bald because you shave it with a razor. Now, I don't do that, and that's fine, too. But if at some point in our world's history, bald people are deemed to have been some sort of unsullen group of individuals, I don't want people to look back at me and go, well, Swanee was a bald guy. He must have been a really bad person. And so I know that's a like a far out thought process on it. But John... You're living in today, buddy. And let me tell you, 10 years is not enough to change those emails and the reflection pieces of what they meant and said and who they hurt and what they stood for. I mean, we can find papers and documents and you know things for, for the historical record from some of the, 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 the most fundamental, you know, the founding fathers of our country that we would read and go, oh my gosh, that's horrible. But those were thoughts and feelings from hundreds of years ago. Were they right? No. They weren't right. But John Gruden's thoughts and feelings were from literally years ago, hours ago. I mean, it was, it's not like it was 150 250 years ago, John Gruden had these thoughts. And if you're alive when those things are read and you're alive when that stuff comes to light, then you have to be held accountable for it. If it's 200 years down the road and you look back and that was not acceptable in 2011 or 15 or 20, you also have to be held accountable for it. Because that was not acceptable at that time either. Stay with us. What have you done for me lately? It's a fair question. Just don't lose sight of the bigger picture. Don't forget history. Lucky for us at Clemson, the answer to the questions, what have you done for me lately? And what have you done always? the same.
Final segment on the show on a Friday afternoon. All right, let's see. We got some text messages that have come in here. Let me get those in, then I'll give you our prediction uh, on the ball game. Bobby in New Jersey says, Swanee, I'm coming down to the game this weekend. So proud of the job our coaches are doing. They're improving every week and navigating a rash of injuries that would sink most teams. Go Tigers. He said, I'd love to catch up on Saturday if you are at the game. That comes to me from Bobby up in New Jersey. John in Archdale, North Carolina. Says, Swanee, man, you got the show back on track after the little hitch in the giddy-up. I'll add that in for you, John. He said, but I love hearing from Tim Bure. Yeah, Tim's always great. Does a, a wonderful job. Wig. Checking out the program today. Says, Swanee, hoping to meet up with you at the game this weekend. Man, Wig, I actually won't be there. And uh, my son has soccer in North Carolina. So, I hate that. But you know what? I told myself I was talking to... uh, talking to Mark Childress the other day and he was asking me about that same thing he was like so Swan you go be up at the Clemson UConn game and I said you know Mark I wish I was but my son's got soccer and I, I thought about this and I think all you dads out there will appreciate it is that Yes, being at those games. And look, I, I will say this too. I add this in, and th- this would be where it would really be a conundrum for me. If we didn't get the availability via Zoom that we currently have, like I can I can access every part of Clemson's post game like I used to only be able to access it if I was at the game. And so now, because of that, because of COVID and the ability to do that, I don't have to be at the games to access the post game comments and 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 talk to those guys and interview them. So that's that's helped. That has helped. I cannot lie about that. But I think more so, more than anything else, I weighed the option of, okay, as a father, which would I rather miss? And you're talking about a guy that did not miss a Clemson Tiger football game for 25 years. 25. I am 44 I have not missed a Clemson football game in Death Valley in 25 years until last season. And then with that streak streak snapped and the availability, plus my son's travel schedule for soccer, if 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 I have to miss something when I'm 65 years old and I look back, which one am I going to say, man, I, w- I wish I'd have been there? Yeah, I think that's a reasonable thing. Like, am I going to say, man, you know what? I wish I'd been at that Clemson-UConn game. Or if I went to all those games and missed all of the soccer, and I'm 65 and I'm looking back on it, I'd be saying, God, I can't believe I didn't go to see my son play all those sporting events. Even when he was a kid, I missed out on it. I only get to live this life once. And... If I could, if, if if I have the ability to go take in my son's soccer matches and do that, and still have access to the post game, I still be able to cover the game, not have to give up my whole day to do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that, and I, at some point, 
we'll cross back over into this realm of where I don't have to because probably my son will be at Clemson and then I'll be, you know, right there in Tigertown anyway. And again, once, you know, and look, and if Zoom and all that went away and we everything was in person, then I'd have some tough decisions to make on that front. But right now it's been easy. It's been easy. I mean, yeah, you always put family first. Also got to still provide for the family, which means I need to have this job going and rocking and rolling. Would love to have you come subscribe. We could use a big boost over there. Just $63.17 to join us for one year of coverage of your Clemson Tigers. Again, exclusive interview with Monroe Freeling up right now on the front page. Go check that out, the in-home visit. Can't wait to catch up with more recruits for you. Looking at this game, I'll be honest. I mean, we haven't seen much from UConn this entire year. Clemson, of course, has been uh, less than stellar, less than desired, frustrating at times. But the Tigers have got too much juice for the, the Huskies tomorrow night. Also, speaking of the Tigers versus some dogs, they'll take on the Terrier Dogs from Walford tonight in basketball. I think that game will be I think that game will be a close one. I think that's probably a 15-point margin somewhere in that range. I think Clemson will come I think Clemson will end up winning it. Now, finally, finally before we get you out of here as far as Clemson and, and UConn goes, I mean I don't know if this team will crack 50 on Saturday. I think they certainly could. I've got it a little closer than some. I think Preston hit us up a little bit ago. Let me see, Preston, if I can get your prediction in real quick. Uh, Preston chimes in and says, Swanee, happy Friday, Tigers 52, UConn 13. I won't go that far, but I do think it's possible. I'll take Clemson getting past UConn tomorrow in Death Valley by a score of 49, 49 to 14. That feels like a good one. Until Monday, as always, y'all take care now. And go Tigers! With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.